Ian, great to have your company again. It's been a wee while since we've been uh, together on camera, so I wanted to kind of start by making sure that we don't overlook the buzz and the feel-good factor from, from Wednesday night. Um, I was watching those supporters leaving the, the stadium from the main stand, looking at the social media clips, and um, it just seemed to kind of embody the feel-good factor that's in and around your squad just now. Yeah, I think so. I think the way it happened as well helps, you know, that, that buzz. I think we all travelled up to Dundee wanting to win the game. Um, but to be two 0 down, you know, with fifteen, you know, fourteen, fifteen minutes to go, and to come back, and then to dig out the extra time to a certain extent, because we had opportunities ourselves, and then to go and win on penalties was was obviously icing on the cake. And um, the supporters, I knew they would travel up because they've been travelling all season to support us. And again, we've managed to send them down the road, um, you know, in a slightly different circumstances without the three points, but um, going into the cup final. What about um, something that's lost at times, I think, in amongst all of this is the assistant manager and the manager's emotions because you're holding fort, you've got post-match duties, you're bouncing off the players, checking everything's where it is. What were your emotions? How do you feel about it? Um, I was pretty calm on Wednesday because um, I knew the players were, were a bit tired. I knew the situation that we were in with our numbers. I just asked them about to do their best. You know, Half-time is maybe slightly different. Uh, you know, you're 2-0 down. I just had to try and install the belief that if we scored a goal at any moment in the second half without conceding, we were in the tie. And I said that would be that 87-88 minute, we'll still get another chance. But to get the goal, um, the second goal, so quickly after the first one, it gave us a belief we could actually go and win the game. And, and then we, we had a decision to make the last two or three minutes. Do we throw a couple of boys up front? Because I'm not going to lie, this, uh, extra time was the last thing we needed or, or wanted. So ask the players, you have to bounce things off your players and see how they're feeling because they're on the pitch doing the job for you and they all want to go for it. So we threw Ryan up top for the last two or three minutes but when it, get, it gets to extra time it's slightly different. Yeah, yeah. Um, but delight to be through, really I am, I've said it since the start of this cup, we've never treated this cup lightly. Um, we've never put out players that, that didn't merit a game, we never um, rotated our squad unless we had to due to injuries. So we've treated it with the utmost respect and I think we get our des deservedly a chance to defend it in the, in the final. I could pick out many players from, from Wednesday's performance, um, but I was kind of looking at the performances that you watched back of the game yesterday, and um, and what caught my eye was that um, the descriptions that you've given to some players when you've came in as a manager, um, it seems that we're really seeing a body of evidence that backs up the kind of quality that, that you've always kind of known. Uh, Dylan Easton was one I wanted to speak about because he consistently tells us about his love of the game, and he strikes me as one of these lads that you have to drag off the, the kind of training pitch. But he is just shining in a Wraith Rovers jersey and looks like it's tailor-made for him. Tell us a wee bit more about Dylan. Yeah, Dylan came here with a lot of hype, which he'd gained over the last you know, season or two seasons by playing elsewhere. I always knew it was going to take Dylan a bit of time because he's playing at a higher level. I mean, it's not rocket science. You know, it's, it's tough. Dylan's a player that often gets man-marked, maybe by one, maybe by two. So he's had to deal with that as well. And he only started, had to deal with that at the end of last season. The only thing I've asked him to do is practice his left foot because he doesn't trust it enough. He's really good with it. We saw that with his cross against Arbroath and then he's in pretty much the same position on Wednesday night and uses his right foot. So he's, he's got that in his locker. He's got undoubted ability. He will frustrate the life out of people at times, but his good points are far outweigh his bad points, that's for sure. The amount of opposition managers that would love him in their team in this league is, is pretty high. So we're very lucky to have him. I'm delighted the way Dylan's adapted. Um, but he did need time. 
he, he did need time to adapt to his t new teammates, his new surroundings, and also a new league for him. So um, I can only see massive improvement now from Dylan. He's full of confidence. He, like you say, Dave, he loves football. He, he, it's so hard to get him even this morning. He's the one wanting to do extra, and I specifically said before to him, no one's doing extra, but there we were five, ten minutes later. Well, you mentioned about um, patience there, and, and one lad that I want to kind of single out is Conor McBride. I mean, it's something that Dens that he kind of, in many ways, battled beyond what his physical capabilities were, but he found a second wind, a third wind, and a fourth wind. But a young player that we maybe don't really know how to assess as supporters because we've not seen so much of him. What's he got in the locker? Because we've we certainly seen the impact that he made at our growth. We've seen the impact um, through the week. What does he what does he bring to the squad and, and, yeah. and how good a player uh, can he can he be? Yeah, Connor was on, on empty uh, before <coughs> extra time. He's only if if we could have made a sub rid of and you know, I did say that to him and that's why we stuck him up front towards the end of the game because he literally couldn't move. And if we we're gonna have numbers down it's better to be at that end of the park. Connor's had to be extremely patient, there's no question about that. We had a good chat around the Christmas period. We were very honest with each other. He was extremely disappointed he hadn't had more opportunities. I asked him to give me till the middle of January and if that hadn't changed then we'd help him and let him go somewhere else because you have to let guys go and play football, it's what they want to do. What I like about Connor is his attitude towards everything, his ability to take in information very, very quickly which you know it's, um, it's, it's a huge quality to have as a footballer because managers like players that you don't have to tell two, three, four times. It's, it's a tough one to describe Connor because I, I describe him as a, as a moment player because he shows real class moments in training and in games. You've seen that with his goal up at Arbroath. Um, and we have to develop in, in, into being a more influential player um, out with that. And we will because he's got all the attributes. He, he can go both feet. He's got decent height. He's got decent physicality. He's also got very good speed, uh, which we saw against Dundee in the opening 10-15 minutes. Uh, he just needs game time. Um, it's, it's not been the right moments to bring him on in certain games, it's not been the right run of games, um, there's a lot of good players in his position but certainly he's stood up since January, he's um, a credit to himself for doing that and, he, and his family as well because they're, they're obviously big advocates of him as well. Um, I like him, I really like him and that's why I never let him go out in January. We were kind of chatting off camera while Neil was setting up on Wednesday night. We were speaking about Robbie, the, the, the kind of hero of the, of the, the, the passing. At that point, we were speaking about his preparation, his work ethic. We mentioned that you know, it was only half five um, match day that he realised he was playing. It wasn't until probably we all got home and we watched the footage and we seen the gamesmanship. And, and what really struck me is that it was never rude. It was always on the money, mm. but it was seeking that extra bit of advantage. Um, tell us about um, Robbie, tell us about his presence in the squad and how important he is, not only as a, as a goalkeeper, but as a goalkeeping coach. Yeah, firstly as a goalkeeping coach, I said on Wednesday night, he's up there for me as, as one of the best in the, in the country. Um, he's got a huge advantage on a lot of them as well, because he started doing his coaching at a young age, obviously, as well, learning from his father and his uncle, who's also a goalkeeping coach, so he's a good grounding. Um, but then it's over to him. His preparation is, is excellent. He, he doesn't leave any stone unturned. He's selfless, you know, it's a huge quality again to have. He's not interested in his own gains. He's always there for his goalkeepers, Jamie and Andy, uh, always trying to improve them. Um, you know, gives them so much information back. He's always doing his video analysis of the games before anyone else. Um, it's, it's kind of what he wants to do going forward as well, going into the coaching. So he's got a fantastic opportunity here to do that. And, you know, I can see Robbie going to really good things in football as a coach. He's still more than capable of playing as he showed that on Wednesday night and I think 
right? I try drum into all young players. If you prepare yourself, have the right attitude and have the right desire, you'll get your rewards in the end. Now, the rewards might not be lifting the World Cup or Champions League, but the rewards will be level to where you are in football. And you know, for Robbie to come in and show his experience, he's a fantastic example to any young, not just young goalkeeper, but young players and how to prepare and how to get your mental strength ready for a game. It's always an easy question for guys like me um, when we're on a, a good run to throw in words like uh, resilience and potential, but listening to you on Wednesday, I was kind of left feeling a wee bit that over recent times, is there a sense that we the supporters are starting to see your team the way you see the team? I think so, I hope so. As I've said since day, it takes time you know, to build good stuff and you don't get anything easy um, that's good in life. It's, it's, you've got to work hard for it. You've got to believe in yourself and believe in others around you and get the right people as well. Um, the players had a huge change in the summer. I've asked them, it's, it's just small things. I, I like to press in a different way from the previous manager and maybe some other managers. I like to do different things. And the players have to adapt. You know, it's not easy for players to adapt. You know, every club goes through a transitional period, be that in the top leagues or the bottom leagues. But I think we're ahead of schedule. And I've always felt we're ahead of schedule. I've always been really happy um, of where we were. As I say, it took me three years to build the team I wanted and get us playing how I wanted, but we had to go through a little bit of hurt, we had to miss out on a couple of opportunities, and we had to take a few beatings along the way as well, but the end goal was always the same. It just took a little bit of time, and I, I could just see players now really trusting themselves. Um, there's going to be hiccups. There's always hiccups in football, and always hiccups when you're playing against a good level of opposition, but we're slowly but surely turning the screw of those defeats into draws and those draws into a couple of three-point wins which are huge in this league and we aim to continue that. You spoke about the need to make sure we're not a, a team that are known for having a kind of soft underbelly. Is is that being addressed by virtue of this kind of gang mentality that we seem to see around about the place? Yeah, I think so. I think um, <laughs> football is a, a very fickle world in terms of um, not many people can keep secrets. I know what other teams think about us and I know they think we're soft. Um, it's probably the first time I've admitted it, um, but I know what they talk about and I know they think we're a really good football side, but I can assure when players hear that other teams think they're soft, then they step up a little bit and they want to show everybody and prove them wrong. I don't think for one minute we're soft anymore, I think we're really resilient, I think we're really strong, we show that with our character, not just in the games we've came back in the last two, two uh, sorry, the last week, but there's been, there's been times when it's been, uh, you know, we've, we've lost two goals against Morton here for example, against a really physical side. It never looked like we're going to crumble and lose a third. Let's move on to the cup tie. That's uh, a mouthwatering one that lies ahead of us in kind of 24 hours or so. Um, a day off for the boys yesterday. Um, I think it's probably a bit of conditioning today. I didn't see many hobbling on the way out. They were um, fully the joys of life. How did you prep the, the squad today and, and how, are, how are we in terms of our physical and mental resilience? Yeah, we're very light today, like the session we've had all season, to, to be honest. Um, we, we had a, wee, a couple of boys in a wee bit more just before training to check their, their injury situation, which has been positive, so Thomas and, and Jamie will be, will be ready for tomorrow unless there's a severe reaction in the next uh, 24 hours. Um, unfortunately, Lewis is going to miss out, but um, we'll hopefully see him back in the training part park at some point next week, maybe maybe ready for the Queen's Park game, but um, we go with what we have, we look, really look forward to the game, the players will be fine by the time they come in here tomorrow at one o'clock, they'll be ready to go. Any wider availability in the squad, um, given that we were so light in numbers on Wednesday night? Uh, well Greg Young comes back from his, uh, he's cup tied, yep. obviously William misses out um, on the cup as well, so we're in a wee bit better shape than we were on Wednesday night, still not probably where we'd like to have been going into a, a really big cup tie, but our, our 11 starters are really strong, um, 
And again, it comes back to needing players to step up when you need them. It's an opportunity if they get that chance. In terms of your own preparation, there's a, kind of, a bit of a narrative probably outside of Kirkcaldy that now's the time to get Motherwell. You never take anyone lightly, um, let alone a Premier League team. How did your preparation go? How's the scouting looking and, and how's the team round about you supporting you? Yeah, we've we've watched them now two or three times in the last games. I was at for a part myself uh, last midweek against St Johnston. Um, didn't think Motherwell were too far away to be honest. I thought St Johnston did shade the game, but um, you know, against these teams and these quality players, you know, you've got a player in that team that was at Wembley a couple of years ago and snuffing out England, so we can treat them lightly at our peril and, you know, not get too excited. Yeah, we'll we'll be well prepared. We'll be very respectful to Motherwell as they have been to us. We know it's going to be a very, very difficult game. Our aim is to make sure that they know it's going to be a difficult game. Well, we're hoping to look kind of northwards of kind of 4,000 supporters, both ends kind of bustling there. Um, tell us a wee bit about your relationship with Wraith Rover supporters and what, what's your tactical advice to Wraith Rover supporters coming tomorrow? I, I mean, I'm always, I, always, I'm not trying to, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Patronise anybody. I've always said that you support the club, you support the team, you support the players. There's going to be millions of mistakes tomorrow mm. by all of us, supporters and players and staff. Probably make 10, 15 before we come into the stadium because um, that's life and that's and unfortunately that's football. The players need all the backing they can get. It's as simple as that. When the Rafe Rovers fans make the noise um, and they get right behind us, it's, it's really loud and it's really good. I think we saw that against Dundee at half-time. You know, the boys were going to that changing room and they were getting 100% backing from everybody. Um, but we also have a duty to make sure the supporters have something to shout about. And if they see 100% determination, commitment, effort and work rate, you know, that's a starting point for us and our foundation. I've been doing this for many, many years and, and it always strikes me before a kind of big cup tie that, that players never show nerves. What they show is excitement and yeah. uh, maybe a wee bit of trepidation. Um, in terms of your own relationship with, with kind of cup competitions, what advice do you, do you give the players before they go over that white line? I've said it for a long time, and I don't mean to disrespect anybody that's won the Scottish Cup or any other cup, but all you need is a bit of luck in cup competitions. I don't believe you get you need that in the league. I think in one-off games and one-off ties, anything can happen. We've seen that so many times over the years. We will still need to perform at a really high level to win the game or even get the game to extra time because we know how dangerous Motherwell are going to be. We go into the game with no pressure. There's certainly not a lot of pressure coming coming from each of the players. They, they know the demands that we, we've already set. They know what we expect from them. And if they don't do it, then we'll change it. It's as simple as that. But the players are in a really good place right now. They're on a fantastic run. They're at home in front of their, their home supporters. They must perform and make sure, you know, if it doesn't go our way, so be it. But they must make sure that Motherwell leave here knowing they've been in a heck of a game. You say that if we need to, we'll, we'll change it. I'm thinking particularly across the last uh, number of weeks, you've made really, really key changes and um, the decisions from the bench have been really, have impacted in the game quite significantly. You, you got a plan B and a plan C for tomorrow? <laughs> Not yet. Um, <laughs> they have made a difference, but again, it doesn't, I, I give the players all the credit because they've made me have that, these options before. Some of them weren't performing at the levels I needed in training. I couldn't really get them on the park because of that. But since we've had chats, they have, so it's full credit to them. You know, you look around and you've got options all over the place. You know, I know we're depleted at the moment, but in general terms, you know, up until last Saturday, we were in a really healthy position with a really quality squad. We know cup-tied players, that's that's the way it goes with loan players normally. So we welcome them back for our next league game, which is great. Um, but full credit to the players. Um, they're the ones that have to go out and play the game. They're the ones that have to go out and take the physical knocks and the mental knocks more so than as a staff. So we're, we're there to support them, we're there to help them and we hopefully get them over the line again tomorrow. 
You always indulge us with your time and your company, and so um, we'll thank you for that today. And most importantly, we'll finish off by saying take the best wishes of all of us Wraith Rover supporters into that dressing room for tomorrow. Thank you. Cheers, David. Robbie, always a pleasure to spend time in your company, but even more so after your heroics of uh, midweek. We're going to talk about the Scottish Cup, of course, but uh, it would be remiss of me not to look back at Wednesday night. Firstly, what was the buzz like for yourself? That was brilliant. That was brilliant. Games like that don't come around very often, so you've got to enjoy them. Um, and I thought, that, I thought the boys were absolutely excellent, considering the way the game went as well, because after about half an hour, I think everyone thought it was going to be a long evening ahead. Um, but we recovered really, really well and we got a really good foothold in the game and I thought that the boys were absolutely excellent to go and impose ourselves on the game like we did, um, coming up against a great team as well because they're, they're a very very strong squad and um, for us to overcome them, yeah, it went all the way at penalties but with, with two subs um, and all the adverse effects around it with the conditions and stuff like that as well, it was a fantastic achievement for the boys to get through. Not the Wednesday night you were anticipating at 25 past five on uh, on the evening of the game? No, well, like the gaffer said in his interview, um, it was a late call, but it's something I pride myself on to try and be always be ready. N no matter if I'm, I know that I'm not going to play or whatever, I still prepare the same, I still do the same things. No matter if I'm on the bench, not on the bench, playing, my, my processes and things like that remain consistent all the time. And, I'm sure my, my wife doesn't really like that, but it's just something that, I, that I've sort of become accustomed to and I'm always, always trying to keep myself ready no matter what. How's the hand? Yeah, it was good. Uh, it's fine. Like, I, I've been out since the start of November, so a broken hand for a goalkeeper isn't really ideal, but um, <laughs> no, I've worked hard to, to keep fit um, and stay fit when I was out injured. Um, it's been a long, longer process to try and get back to, to top speed. You've just got to slowly build yourself up, but for a couple of weeks previously I was uh, I was being fully fit so I was in terms of training and stuff like that I was up to speed so it was just a case of going out there and doing it and relying on all my past experiences before because I'd not played the games for a wee while so I never played since October I think it was and um, so you just got to try and call upon the hundred and odd games that I've had previously and just try and get mentally as sharp as possible and to, to take yourself through a game. We'll come on to the penalties, but let's talk about the kind of 90 minutes next to time as well. Um, you diligently um, give a kind of compliment to your back line and the players in front of you and the, the effects they had in the game, but what about your own performance? Uh, I watched back the match yesterday in preparation for tomorrow and um, some really key blocks, particularly across that, that first half. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was busy in the first half and that's your role as a goalkeeper, uh, to try and keep yourself, uh, keep your team in the game for as long as possible, especially when you're, you're coming up against a bit of pressure. Um, but it was good, I was obviously pleased to contribute um, and that's what I train sort of hard for all the time and try and prepare for all the time. In terms of our training, all the goalkeepers do, we try and cover as many sort of bases as we can out there on the pitch. So all the aspects of goalkeeper we can, we can possibly work on, we, we try and sort of tick them off in training so when it sort of comes along in a game and you experience it in a game, you're, you're good to go and you've maybe experienced it in training in previous sort of weeks leading up to that. Penalty kicks, um, you know, we get we get through that. Second time you've done so in the Challenge Cup for Wraith Rovers, or maybe we were about the Inverness game mm -hmm. as well in the passing. But uh, what caught the attention was more more than the eyes, was the ears. I was a bit worried that you were going to say to me as we started, come on, you've done your homework, don't change your, <laughs> don't change your question. Um, tell us about that aspect of the game. You were 
polite, respectful, but you know what you're doing. Um, it was slightly because I was on a yellow card as well for time wasting, so I couldn't really. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's something that I've done for a long time, like in penalty shootouts, even when I was younger. Um, boys that have maybe played with me previously, growing up through the ranks and tournaments and stuff like that, I've always done it. Um, so I hope I've kind of calmed down my demeanour a little bit um, moving forward. But yeah, it's just something that I feel that I think it's important for all goalies to do. Like we're at, at that stage of the game where obviously we're not favourites in a penalty shoot with the strikers expected to score. So you've got to try and do everything possibly in your power to try and win a game of football. Um, and just it's just something that I've tried tried to sort of get that wee extra edge over strikers and. Look, sometimes it works, um, and I'm always a bit wary as well because sometimes you don't look great after it, but it's probably something that you'll take the hit on if it if it leads to a, to a win like last night. Um, but I would never really like to come across in that way. But I'm only doing it purely to try and get that win. <laughs> we mentioned the Inverness game. I says to you, kind of setting up one of my only kind of commentary um, things that I missed out on, and I really kind of consider it a bit of regret was the game up at Inverness where. I was only Wraith Rovers person there, commentating in the match, and as we started the penalties, I thought, I should have got Scott Thompson to come and join me. He was, he was sitting across from me, but I looked over and didn't see him. But there was a reason why he wasn't there. <laughs> I know. Um, in, the, in the last round, I remember we were playing, and he was up watching the game, and my dad didn't realise that after the full-time whistle, it went to penalties, straight to penalties that night. Um, he, he was thinking it was going to be extra time, and it was going to be a long night ahead. So he was up in the house when I, when I phoned him after the game. And he, he never seen my two penalty shootout saves in that in that game, um, but um, he was he was stayed up. He made sure he stayed up last night eh, on Wednesday night. Sorry to watch it. You made me more guilty now. If I'd asked him, maybe he'd be forced to stay to see your heroics. What know. is it about um, the goalkeepers or the Thompson family penalty shootouts? That's three that I've certainly seen as uh, get over the line. Um, I just think in the moment uh, it just sort of all, all comes together in a, in a penalty shootout as a goalkeeper. Like the, the pressure's off, the pressure of the game and the decision making and things like that, all you've got to do is just focus on in the moment. Um, and I've also I've got to give a, a great massive bit of credit to our analyst, uh, Andy Tannehill, because for every game me and him sit down and we, we go through all the penalties um, and we look, Tattoo looks from, that's his nickname by the way, um, for those that don't know, but he looks in, in incredible detail from penalties years down the line some of the obscure games that we watched on Y Scout to, to find out where the, the penalty is going to be played or where that person's took his last couple of penalties from. He's always very diligent with that. And we always make sure we've done we do our homework. Um, so we've got a sort of little base idea in behind where we're <coughs> going to go and our decisions where to dive. Um, so it's a it's a team effort. Let's come on to the Scottish Cup now, jumping um, tournaments. Uh, Motherwell come to Kirkcaldy tomorrow. How are you feeling about the game and What's the sense in the squad? There must be some uh, tired bodies out there, even today. Yeah, there'd be tired bodies, but I think big games like that, this don't really come around very often. So I think the tiredness and maybe any injuries or whatever, that's going to go totally out of people's mind when they realise the occasion that we've got tomorrow. Um, there'll be a good crowd there, there'll be a great atmosphere, and there's a fantastic opportunity for us to go and try and get through to the next round. And I think any sort of things from during the week, uh, It'll just, it won't come into players' heads when, when they see the sort of atmosphere they're going to face tomorrow and they'll just get stuck right into it. Is there an extra buzz about the place today? Is there a sense when the tie's made that, that we're building up to something? Mm -hmm. I think there's a good buzz about the place at the moment anyway because of the run that we've been on. Um, 
yeah, within that run, there's been games where we've drawn that we should have potentially won. But that sense of unbeaten, um, that feeling is, is is really good to sort of knit together a good a feel good factor within the the playing group. Um, and I think we've we've definitely got that. We've got a lot more resilient recently. Um, we're a lot more harder to beat, and I think we're a we're a hard opposition for other teams to come play against. So whenever they turn up to Starts Park or we arrive at their place, they know they're in for a hard game. Obviously, we don't have any inside knowledge at this point of what uh, Mickey and Ian are thinking by way of uh, starting eleven and, and substitutes. So, we'll widen the question out. Tell us a wee bit about um, your goalkeeping compadres. Tell us about the keepers' union here at Starts Park with Andy and Jimmy. Um, it's fantastic to come and work every day with with two really, really good goalkeepers and really good humans as well, which is the most important thing I think as well. Um, it's a pleasure. It's it's been a real good sort of challenge for me as well because I got appointed player goalkeeping coach a couple of seasons ago now and I've been working with Jay McDonald since I, I got that role and, and Jama's been absolutely fantastic with me and he's been really receptive to all the ideas and the way we go about training on a daily basis even our analysis as well he's always committed he's always sort of providing that extra sort of he, he, he really sort of uses his knowledge really well to help myself, help others in, in the group and he's fantastic to work with. Um, also Andy McNeil is a younger goalkeeper, obviously coming into the the sort of group this season but what I like about Andy is last season he was at Berwick and he played on a part-time level for them um, but he came into Starts Park and trained with the goalkeepers every single day last year off his own back. Yeah. He never got a penny for it, he never got anything for it, he just done it to try and be the best goalkeeper he can be. And this season, when it, when it came around, we were looking for a sort of another goalkeeper to add to our ranks. And because of the hard work and dedication he's shown, he, he deserved that little chance. Um, and that's what I like to to give people sort of a, a really good chance. Where the the club obviously ultimately give him that chance, but because uh, what he'd been through and what he dedicated previously, he's he's came in and he's done really really well and grasped his opportunity too. You mentioned the unity of the team. Um, what are you expecting from Reith Rovers tomorrow? Um, just exactly that. I think whatever team the, the manager puts out, um, I think we will make it hard for opposition. That's what I think over the past couple of weeks we've done really, really well. Um, teams coming to, to Starts Park as well. We'll, we'll have, probably have a bigger crowd tomorrow and it'll sort of really entice that atmosphere even more and that'll bring us even, even closer. And I think it'll be even harder to beat tomorrow and we'll hopefully go and take the game to the opposition a little bit more. And now we're, we're all we're all really up for it, so we're, we're looking forward to the occasion. We all can't wait as well. It's an exciting uh, afternoon ahead. So uh, thanks as always for your time, Robbie, and well done. No problem.